Woo! And we are back with another episode of the number one rated business show right here on The Real 1100 AM. I am your host, Kevin C. Pride, and it's a very special Wednesday. Uh, today is Inauguration Day. Congratulations uh, to Kamala Harris for becoming the first female VP of color ever. So congratulations to her. Uh, I know everybody in the nation is very, very proud of that. I made force uh, both of my little girls to make sure that they watch that today because I think it's a, a very important thing that they can see uh, what they are capable of achieving uh, in this country. I know, uh, you know, watching Barack Obama become president, what that did for me uh, as a as a black man, to be honest with you. Uh, so I definitely, definitely uh, want to send uh, congratulations to uh, VP, uh, uh, Madam VP Kamala Harris uh, today. We got a great show for you. Uh, so we are continuing our conversation about getting started in your business for 2021. I got some great experts uh, going to be joining the program with me pretty soon. Uh, we've got Mark Parham coming up. He's a business development expert, and most of you guys out there probably already know him. Uh, Renzi Richardson, uh, CEO of BHFL Group, will also be joining us uh, talking about uh, being a CEO and staying focused uh, and not allowing the pitfalls of businesses to bring you down. And finally, uh, we also have the money man himself, Lonnie Sabor, will be uh uh, ending the program uh, with us, giving us some great financial advice about how you can get your business uh, funded in 2021. So 2021 is here. I told y'all all last year it was coming, but finally it is here. Are you still using the same tactics that you did in 2020 that didn't work for your business? Well, it's a brand new year and I want to help you succeed. So uh, we are hosting mastermind sessions this entire year and we want you to be a part of it. So uh, if you want to be a part of these mastermind groups, uh, I want you to send an email uh, to me at connect at Kevin C. Pride. Make sure that you put mastermind in the subject line uh, and, and make sure that you uh, give me a few pain points that you are suffering and some things that you would like to learn or, or gain from this mastermind. Uh, this is an advanced mastermind. It is not for everyone. Uh, we move very, very fast. Uh, we're going to teach you the things that you need to know uh, and help you get get those things implemented uh, within the next 90 days of your business so you can get on the road to success and profits. Uh, to all my men out there who like to stay looking good and stay on top of their game and like to stay sexy like myself, uh, I want you to go see my personal barber uh, over at Studio 1211. Uh, we're located out there in Douglasville, right there on Fairburn Road at 6405 Fairburn Road. You can also call and schedule an appointment at 770-485-6772. Ask for Melvin. Tell him Kevin told you to call him, uh, and he might even give you a free lineup. Also, the Black Business Networking event returns with Corey Moore and our good friend Ray Abrams. Uh, it's January 21st, 2021. Uh, it starts at 10 a.m. and you can be a part of it. I want you to go over to urbanatlanta.org. Uh, and sign up to be a part of this great networking event. I assure you it is a whole bunch of fun. I had no idea networking on Zoom could uh, be so interesting and engaging, but I promise you uh, the Black Business Networking event uh, is all of that, and Urban Atlanta does a great job. 
finally, I still want you guys to uh, be out there supporting the Race to Read campaign. Uh, here in Atlanta, we are trying to become the city that reads. Uh, I think right now we're probably somewhere around three to five million minutes read. Uh, we're trying to get to 10 million and we still got a ways to go. Uh, so please go over to race to read dot org and sign up today and you can help Atlanta become the city that reads. So my first guest is a business development expert. He has been working with small businesses and coaching them to success for over 20 years. He is a very, very close personal friend and also one of my coaches. Uh, welcome, Help me welcome to the program today, Mark Parham. How we doing today, Mark? Doing good, man. Doing good, man. Thanks for Thanks for letting me get on your platform, my brother. <laughs> you know, to tell the truth, I was wondering where I was going to get the opportunity. You know, you had everybody else. <laughs> you know how we do it. <laughs> so, so how you doing this year, man? Doing good, man. Doing good, especially today after looking at what you talked about earlier. Ms. Harris being the first vice president of color, new president. I'm feeling great. Oh, yeah. Great, man. Well, I know that you are working with just hundreds and hundreds of businesses. And uh, one, one thing that we have been talking about since the beginning of the year, you know, how you get started uh, for the year. Because, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we start out with all these starry eyes and these, and these great big dreams uh, that we typically by March, we don't let go of that and we start to see some, some reality. <laughs> so uh, what yeah. are some of the things that, that you're hearing that people are, are wondering this year with the new administration? And, and what are you advising people? Well, you know, it's, uh, I guess one of the things is that um, a lot of people are coming out of 2020, you know, and they're like, what's up? But one of the things that we learned in 2020 is that you got to have the paperwork. You got to have a plan. Okay. You know, and a lot of people did not, were not able to get funding, to get help, to move forward, to pivot, uh, because they didn't have any paperwork. They didn't have a plan. They didn't have a strategy. And I think, for example, like even you as a coach, if somebody were to come to you for help and they had it all laid out what they were doing, it'd be easier for you to <laughs> try to help them out. But a lot of people just didn't have a strategy. And I, and I think right now, moving into 2021, it's all about a financial strategy, a marketing strategy, a business <laughs> strategy. Not just one, a personal strategy. You know, no. A lot of us. I was doing a lot of personal things too, so now what? I think that's what, what are some of the, the main things that business owners are, are, are questioning you about, especially going into this? I mean, we got a, a brand new president. We're still dealing with this mm -hmm. COVID situation. Uh, there are some rumors of, of possibly having to lock down. So, what are what are some of the the things that business owners are, are asking you about? Well, the biggest thing is a lot of them haven't realized what their superpower is yet. You know, like, what do they do really well? Are they even selling the right stuff? If they're selling it, are they selling it to the right people? Wow. That's the number one. They, a lot of people are so confused right now. They may not be selling the right product. You, you may be selling hamburgers, and you should just pull the hot dog. <laughs> okay? But people don't know that. So a lot of people are coming to me right now uh, saying, what's my superpower? What, you know, or they don't, they're not sure what their superpower is. And then after that, the next thing is, after they figure that out, how do they brand themselves? You got all these new terminologies. Oh, how yeah. do they become an influencer? 
you know, we had a discussion about that the other day, being an influencer. You know, how do they convince people to spend money with them? Oh, yeah. So, you know, and I think that's and how to do it online. <laughs> other way right now. With this COVID situation, that's the only way we can do it. Now, with, with with the whole superpower thing, because uh, I I think this might be new to uh, the the number one rated audience. So let let's back up on the superpower thing and, and just kind of break that down to people a little bit. What what you mean when you start talking about what's my superpower? A lot of us are doing things and working, and we don't know what you know. We're not working to our strengths. A lot of us have skills and things like that that we take for granted that we don't try to sell. Okay. We don't really know what our superpower is. We allow people to tell us what our superpower is. And our superpower is doing something that we enjoy doing and we're making money at it. And it's, you know, it's what our business is around because a lot of us are selling things that we don't even like. <laughs> you know, I bet you a lot of people right now are selling fried chicken. They don't even like fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they're more concerned about making money Finding out what the real superpower is, and I think that's one of the things that you know your mastermind group things that are going to help people try to figure out what is it I should be selling. What am I really good at? You know, now that I've gotten out here, I've tried a bunch of different things. As an entrepreneur, you know, anytime someone you know you you a bundle new ideas, <laughs> all kind of stuff, you know. But what are you really good at? Sometimes uh, it's hard to figure that out. That's your superpower. So, so is it okay if we break a little news today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We can do so, that. So, uh, just and I have to. Just to let everybody know, Mark has decided to tag team with uh, with me and Influencer Three Sixty Five. So, this mastermind is now is not just. Uh, the the branding mastermind, but we'll also be covering a lot of business development topics. And once again, this is a very very aggressive mastermind. Uh, this is uh, this is not for uh, number one the folks that ain't gonna do the work. Uh, number two is it, definitely not for uh, people uh, that how how can I, how can I say this right? No, I think I think you said you said people that are not doing. We only want people that are doing the work. Okay, I don't care if you're not doing it. I want you. I want people that are doing the work, that are in the game, and they figured out. I got to figure out what my superpower is. I got to brand myself. I got to write a plan, and I got to do it right now, today. Oh yeah. Those are the people that you know we're looking for, and you know they're the, willing to make the investment to get it done right. And, and, and you know one of the, the biggest things, you know, my my thing is branding all day long because I, I I think that's really really what what changes the game. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I love marketing, I do marketing very very well, but it's that branding uh, that really really starts to change the game because when people mm-hmm. know your name and then they know what you do, uh, they know what you stand for, they understand your message. You know, that's when you really start to see your career really start to skyrocket. Yeah, and I think also too now if you can't do it digitally. In a digital world. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you used to be able to brand yourself because we did a lot of in-face networking events. I go shake somebody's hand and meet somebody. That would help with my brand. Because you and I, both of us, you know, we were speaking someplace every week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know? As much as possible. that (laughs) That was helping our brand, but now we can't do that. And even if you are speaking online all the time, people tired of looking online. They zoomed out. You okay? Oh yeah. You know, so 
but you got to figure out how to cut through all the noise and create a great digital brand. And I think that's what a lot of people need help with. And 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 one of the greatest things, and and I I, I try not to toot my own horn too much, or, or a lot of the tout too much of the stuff we're doing. I try to let the folks do that for us. Uh, but you know, one of the one of the biggest things is when you come to this mastermind, it's not just going to be you know us talking for for three hours. This is going to be interactive, and you're going to actually leave with a plan and a strategy right, and templates right. to put all this stuff into action and and really get yourself out there and do the things that you really need to be doing. Yeah, and I like the, I like the way that you're going. We're looking for, you know, quality, not quantity. We're looking for people that are ready to make an investment, you know, and spend some quality time with us. And uh, as you said, write their own plan. And I think that's what's so exciting, and we be able to help people write their own plan. Because now they know how to do it. And they'll oh, yeah. be able to use the tools that we're going to show them on other ideas they come up you know things like that so i, I think that's why this is going to be very important especially to get this in at the beginning of the year you know and so you have a strategy moving into the rest of the year oh yeah and you know one of the one of the biggest things uh like me and you, you have this conversation all the time you know you have so many people that have gained so much knowledge and so much success and so many skills right. you know working through these high corporate jobs and they're at that part of their life where I really don't want to do the nine to five thing no more, but I'm really not ready to sit down. But like we talked about, without having that instruction manual every day, uh, it, it's kind of like that hang up, not knowing where to start, not knowing what to do, mm-hmm. and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, I think it's important because you know people that are like what you just described, they're used to working plans. Oh yeah. Okay, and I think we're going to help them build their own. And uh, and then they can execute it, and not only execute it, but know how to make changes in it when things don't go the way they're supposed to go, you know. And uh, I think that's so important. But I, I think you know the time that we spend together is going to help everybody. And I know I learn a lot in these groups too. You know? <laughs> and, and you know one of the, one of the things that I, I, I like as as we kind of go back to that conversation, this is not about trying to make you a celebrity. No. Uh, right. we, we're not trying to make you Denzel or, or LeBron or nobody like this, but it is about making you that influencer uh, in your circle and in in uh, your profession and in your field. So, number one, when when you speak, people listen and they they see you there and you hear go. you and know that you're that authority in that uh, industry. Yeah, I think that's what's important: being an influencer in your industry. Oh yeah, being that guy or that gal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. Uh, Celebrity, there's a lot of celebrities. You can have 200,000 Facebook, Instagram followers, and Twitter followers. But if people don't, you can't influence people on how to spend their money. Oh, yeah. I, I, I tell I mean? folks that all the time, man, it, it's great for everybody to know your name, but where they spend money with you. Because right. <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day, that's really what it's about. That's really what it comes down to. And I, and I think that's, you know, our mission is to really help people figure it who are those people that will spend money with them. And uh, that's what we're going to be looking forward to doing. Now, uh, you're you're used to the, to the uh, well, I ain't going to say you're used to them, but you, you kind of uh, have worked with the, the current administration before, uh, back when you were working with Obama uh, yeah. as a, a small business yeah. consultant. Yeah. That's correct. Now, now, how do you see this looking for small businesses and, and startups uh, going Man. forward? Well, I tell you what, it's not so much of that. It's really with this COVID thing. Okay. It, tell the government, 
in order to help the community, they're doing it through helping small business. So I think there's going to be a lot of funding and grants and things like that coming out for small business. But unless you're dressed up and ready for the funding, unless you have a plan, your financials, your reports, and know who you are, you're going to not know how to get to this money. But I think they're going to try to empower people by empowering and that's why, people, you know, we need to be ready for it. Oh, yeah. So I, I think we're going to have, you know, a lot of opportunity out there. Because I think it's not just going to be the government. I think corporations are going to have to invest in the community so the community can be built back up to keep spending money with them. <laughs> I think, you know, so I think it's going to be a lot of funding out there. You know, I get a lot of people asking, hey, and I got a great idea. How do I get funded? I think that kind of funding is going to be there. But unless you know how to write it up and have a plan, a business plan, and a strategy, you're not going to be able to execute. You're not going to be able to get to it. Definitely. So um, so we're going to see. It's an exciting day today. You know, we're going to see how everything's going to play out. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we we... we coming to the end of uh, uh, this segment, but uh, give me some of your advice tips that you would tell, you know, entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners uh, for the first of this year. Have a plan. Put a plan together. You know, and I'll tell you something even more important. If you don't know how to do it, get some help. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, right now I have more people come. I'm very excited because more people are coming to me asking me to help them write their plans. I have a lot of tools on how to help write plans. We're doing this mastermind thing on how to create your strategy, you know. But take a course. take Invest in yourself. That's what I got to tell people to do. Oh, yeah. Don't look at it as a cost. Look at it as an expense. Right now, you need to have certain things ready to get access to what's going to happen. And I think unless you invest in yourself and pay someone to help you learn how to write your plan, you know, that's the one thing that I can say right now that everybody needs to do need to have a plan. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining the program, man. Uh, I, I, I'm so excited about these masterminds and, and everything that yeah. we're going to be able to help uh, business owners and everybody do. Uh, once again, thank you for uh, joining us. And if you want to be a part of the mastermind group, email me at connect at kevincpride.com. Make sure in the subject line you put mastermind and give us some of those pain points that you're experiencing. Uh, and uh, we will definitely follow up with you. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Is your business online? Well, in today's world, if you're not online, then your business is not going to survive. Do you have a WordPress website? Well, if you do, I want to make sure that you go visit my good friends at FastFixWP and make sure that WordPress website stays running smooth. Trust me, there is nothing worse than having a big presentation or have a customer on your site and then your site goes down. So I want you to go visit FastFixWP.com and make sure your site stays running smooth and stays online every time you need it. This pandemic has many people suffering. Are you stressed? Are you not sleeping well? Are you suffering from neck pain, back pain, or headaches? Chiropractic can help. Chiropractic is a natural healing art that can resolve many of your ailments. Dr. Williams and Dr. Fowler of Align for Life are board-certified doctors of chiropractic with over 15 years of combined experience. 
They are located in South Atlanta and are available for your health care needs. If you want to be fine, take care of your spine. Visit them at yourfinespine.com. And we are back right here on the number one rated business show. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin C. Pride. Just in case I didn't let y'all know uh, earlier, uh, as well, please go follow me on social media at I am Casey Pride. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on uh, Instagram and Kevin C. Pride on LinkedIn. Joining me to the program, she is the CEO of BHFL Group. Uh, she is a business coach. Hold on, she is a CEO coach. All right, she don't just coach the business, she coached the owner. Uh, she works with multi million dollar producers and businesses every single day, and she's also an expert in the government contracting space uh, and soon-to-be best-selling author. Uh, joining me to the program right now, Ms. Renzi Richardson. Hello, KK. How are you? <laughs> How are you, KT? <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I am on a high. <laughs> Number 46 is in the office, and I am looking forward to just chilling out Wow! for a little while. Yes, we all have probably suffering post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> for the last four years, so I am just looking forward to just relaxing a little bit, but repositioning ourselves to go into this new economy and getting ready to take a bite out of it. Now, now, do me a favor and, and just introduce yourself for a couple of minutes to the to the number one rated audience, so they can kind of get a, a idea of all your breadth of experience. <laughs> Kevin, thank you. <laughs> My name is Renzi Richardson. I'm the CEO of BHFL Group, and we've been in business since um, October 2012. We are a woman-owned small business. We're based here in the Atlanta market. And we specialize in helping women and minority-owned businesses, helping them to grow and strive. A couple of programs that we have is that we offer the business coaching, as uh, Kevin mentioned earlier, but we also um, offer other support services. And one of the ones that I'm really, really excited about is that we're getting ready to launch a 12-step signature coaching program for CEOs and this program is to help us to reset our minds and to get ready for this new economy that's opening up because the economy is going to open. But part of us being ready is that we have to do a reset of our mindset because over the last four years and since the COVID-19, it has taken a toll, not oh, yes. only physically and financially, but also, you know, in terms of our mental um, our, our mental space that we're in. Oh yeah. Now with us, uh, having this historic elect, I mean, this historic inauguration, I'm sorry. I'm so glad to be passing an election. But, <laughs> uh, you, you, you were saying that uh, a lot of opportunities now are going to start opening up for small business. Uh, and I, and I've seen the, uh, $1.9 trillion spending plan, uh, stimulus that he's got coming out. So tell us a little bit about some of the, the new programs that's going to be coming out under this, uh, administration. I think the most important thing that is coming out of um, of this this new this administration is a sense of of I guess you say creating a more inclusive economy okay. that plays well for women business owners as well as for minority business owners. So what that means is that I think in this new administration there will be a change in type of policies that we currently have. 
and how those policies impact small businesses. An example, if we go back and look at what happened with the first round of um, of COVID, uh, okay. of, of PPP and the EIDL, and just getting financed during the first round, a lot of small businesses did not come to the table. We weren't able to come to, to the table for a lot of different reasons. But I think in this new administration, there will be an opportunity for us to take a look at those policies that uh, impact, you know, small businesses that create disparity. Take a look at those policies. But we also have an obligation to be ready. So when these changes come, you know, flow down to the local communities and the local economy, we have to be ready, not get ready, but we have to be ready. Now, would it be in... Would it be in the first of the year? Let's 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 stop right there for a second. What does being ready look like? Because I, I I think a lot of folks always tell you, hey, you need to be ready. You need to be ready. But what does that really really look like for a business? Well, I think I think one of the things that we have to take a look at we have to take a look at this economy that we're in. If we're used to we've come become conditioned to operating in the old economy, this is a new norm. So we have to be able to go back to the table and take a look at how we operate, how we operate in our business. If you're used to doing business by um, just having a storefront, is there a way that you can do business way is blended where you have a storefront, but you also have other ways in terms of how we do business? I think it requires us to be able to be resilient and even be more resilient because here again, we have to shift, we have to change. Oh, yeah. But I think it also requires us to be able to reimagine, you know, this economy, our role and how we play in this economy, but also how does that impact or how do, how do our businesses impact our local communities? Okay. And so I just think that it's an opportunity for us to I, I just, if we don't take an op, take advantage of the opportunity that we have before us over the next four years, shame on us. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yes, yes, shame on us. Now, uh, as we are ready, because I'm starting to hear so many of these uh, different states that were so strictly closed down, uh, starting to, you know, push for reopening. We got to reopen. We got to reopen. Uh, as a lot of these businesses start to reopen, what are some things in 2021 that CEOs need to need to be thinking about? I think the most important thing for a CEO is to be make sure that you're in in position to take a look at what's going on in the economy and how you lead and how you shift your organization to make sure that you are being able to play competitively. And a lot of times what happens is that you know, sometimes we fall into a rut in terms of how we do business, and we fall into that rut, but sometimes there are things that happen externally, that are, which I call drivers, that force us to change. Okay. But if we're not capable of changing, we're left out. We're no longer relevant. And I think it's even more pressing upon us to, to make sure that we're relevant in this new economy then continuing to think that we can operate under the old norm. This is a new norm that we have to figure out to say how we play, but also what is it that you can do now to reimagine, you know, what it is that you do, your products, your services, and how do you place that in this market to be more competitive? Now, what, what do you think is, the, is the, the, the bigger thing folks need to be prepared for? Is it the new administration and the potential changes that he's talking about making, or is it this continued crisis of, of, of COVID? 
Well, COVID has, you know, we're going through a second surge of, you know, COVID and, and, and we're going through that. But I think the most important part is that, you know, sometimes we have to dance and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. And so I think this economy that we're in now, we're going through a, a second surge. A lot of small businesses are going out of business because they're saying they're fed up, they can't take it anymore, or they've exhausted all of their resources. But if we can hang in there for a little while longer, you know, I think we need to continue to deal with COVID. But also, I think you also have to, to look forward to, you know, what's going to happen in the next quarter, what's going to happen in the next six months. Oh, yeah. And what is it that you need to do to position your business to, to like you say, be ready to so when these opportunities flow that you're able to take part of it when your business is ready to open. You know, you don't have people standing out there on the sidewalk waiting for you to open your doors. <laughs> you know, you're ready. You're ready to turn that key and let them in. So there are things that we can do now to make sure that we're ready. But that infrastructure is so important to make sure you have the right systems, the right procedures, the right processes in place, and you've got to be able to take care of your people. Oh, yeah. Because when you open your doors, your people are the ones who want to help you to be able to sustain as well as continue to help you to grow as we go through this phase of the market reopening again. But your people have to be there with you. You have to take care of them. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you, you mentioned infrastructure because I, I think so many of us, you know, we get caught up on trying to market, trying to, you know, brand and, and do all that outside stuff. But we forget a lot about the infrastructure because uh, I, I got hit at the end of the year and we, you know, had a nice influx of, of new clients and this type of stuff. But, you know, trying to rebuild that infrastructure at the same time uh, was was a really, really hard thing. So I, I really understand you know, that having that system in place, having that process in, in, in place to be able to prepare for growth. And I think in the first round, one of the things that, uh, that was very interesting for me is doing the first round of PPP and EIDL loans, what came out of that, is that it was like, I, if you look at crime shows and stuff, you've probably heard them talk about luminol where they spray this stuff and it shows all the stuff that you can't oh, yeah. see with the naked <laughs> eye. Well... During the first round, you know, it showed all of the broken systems and processes of what we liked and what we did not have in place when it came to our business. And sometimes people go, oh, you know, I don't need an accounting system. Well, now is the time when you need those 941 forms to say you have a payroll in place. So those are the things that are so important in terms of us making sure that we have a sound infrastructure because what happened is that the first round, that the, the COVID put such a stress on our business and it showed all of the broken um, systems and gaps and stuff that we had. So it showed all of those stress points. So if we know those stress points, what are we doing about it now to fix those stress points? Because we can say, yeah, we can grow outwardly, or externally, but at some point it comes back because your infrastructure doesn't support your growth. Oh, yeah. And and yeah. I, I assure you, if you ain't got the infrastructure in place, growth would be one of the, would be probably one of the worst things to happen for you. When you're not prepared for it, it will sink a business like you would not believe. I know, and it's more that it's like you, you've heard that old phrase, you know, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> it ain't going to get pretty. <laughs> it's not going to get pretty, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, and even now, now is the time to go ahead and look at those things that you, your systems, and if it's not your expertise, 
bring someone in who knows that and have them to evaluate what's in place and what's not in place and go ahead and work towards, you know, put, and sometimes it is an investment, but I'd rather you invest to do it now than later because later can cost you more. Now, switching the conversation just a little bit, you're also an author. I know you don't talk about it a lot. Uh, so you're, you're author of two books now, right? Yes, I am. I'm the author of two books. My first book, um, Big Joe, The Rainmaker, and Nephew Leech. And actually, that book is a parable. It's a parable about the story of a CEO. Okay. And sometimes how our, e- our ego takes over our ability to make wise decisions about our business and how that impacts our business. And actually, I'm in the process of recording the audio book for um, Big Joe, which wow. will be the audio book, and it'll have worksheets um, that will come along with the book so people can listen, but then you also still have an opportunity to interact by doing the worksheets and, and just doing a self-reflection of who Joe is, the mistakes he made, and also to do a self-assessment of your business and maybe some of the mistakes that you might be making that you want to Make sure that, you know, that you put a, a plan in place to, I, I, if you want to call it intervention, but to make sure that you stop those those mistakes that's really putting your business at risk. You know, it, it, it's so crazy, and I just want to publicly thank you uh, for all the conversations that we had, you know, about uh, the book and, 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 and Big Joe, because it really made me to start to really look at myself. Uh, and that's really one of the reasons why I, I did this big infrastructure overhaul uh, in my own company, because I found that, you know, day by day, I was just I was miserable because I enjoyed what I I did. But the process of trying to get it done and manage other folks to get it done, it was a nightmare yeah. almost to a point where I'd just rather go work for somebody else. <laughs> so. and, and, you know, and, and the thing about it is that you made such a valid point. I think all of us at some point, we feel and we know that there are things that are broken in our business, but when we don't fix it, and we know that that's abnormal, but when we don't fix it, that that pain becomes a norm, meaning that we learn how to live with it, okay, as opposed to saying that, no, I need to fix this. This is having an impact not only on my health, my mental health, my well-being, but it's also impacting other people who work with me because oh, yeah. the thing about being a CEO and having a business, it's not how your business just impacts you. You also impact the livelihood and, and of the people who work for you. That's true. Okay, so, yeah, so it's just not about you. And, and as the leader of that business, that's, that's one thing uh, that, that I did start to, to notice when I was frustrated, it, it, it started to kind of rub off on other folks. If I had a bad attitude, then that would rub off, uh, on people that we were working with. And then everybody, now the whole mood is everybody's kind of frustrated and, and angry. And that's hard to be in a creative vi- environment for us. And if you take that same story, that same, same points that you're making right now, had you not taken the time to take a look at that, and make a change, how do you think that that would have impacted the services to your customers? How would that have impacted your, your revenue? Oh, yeah, it, it, it would have sank us. Because mm-hmm. once you get into that, that frustrated, that frustrated you know, space, and then every day just becomes a, a nightmare, then you start to do less and less and start to want to deal with it less and less. So it, it's, it's very, very uh, detrimental to get that stuff fixed for the business. 
And and when you started, and, and if you go back and think about why you wanted to start a business, did you see that chaos as part of your vision? Was that chaos part of your vision? No, it was not. To- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> That's what I said. I don't think anybody dream up, you know, an idea, a vision to say, I just want to be miserable every day, or I just want to be complacent and just good enough and live, you know, just good enough to get through the day. I don't think anybody (laughs) have that kind of dream, but sometimes we fall into that if we don't stop and take a look at what, what's, what those pain points are and, and do the work to work through it. Oh yeah. And, And I love your points about if you don't understand or you don't know, get an expert because I find that most of the time that's where most people start to give up at is I just keep beating my head up against the wall trying to figure out this one problem instead of talking to somebody else I keep going at it and and keep running in that same roadblock exactly it's just like a loop it's just like a a video loop that just keeps playing out playing out the same storyline keeps playing out but at some point it will break you and so, and here again, I said with CEOs, it's not just about you, but it's also about those people who depend on you. It's your family who mm-hmm. depend on you. You need to be present with your family. And this, all of these things have a domino effect in terms of who you are. And if the CEO isn't healthy, the business isn't healthy. Now, uh, lastly, before I let you go, you are also working over at the Urban League right now teaching entrepreneurship classes, Correct. Yes, I am working at the um, the Urban League, and I teach the um, the startup accelerator okay. as well as the growth accelerator. And we have a diverse uh, group of businesses. Um, some of the business owners are just getting started. Some of them have been in business five years or more. But it's very diverse, and it's, it's interesting to, to you know to hear some of the common denominators that impact businesses regardless of whether they're just getting started two years out or whether they have been in business five years or more. But I love teaching those classes. Now, you you got two different tracks, correct? You have the the startup and then you have the growth. Who is the startup for? The startup are for individuals who may have an idea and they're looking to birth that idea. But in order to do so, they want to make sure that they get started off on the right track making sure, here again, making sure that they put that infrastructure in place and it's sound. And so we go over some of the basic things that they need to know about starting a business, like understanding their cash flow, understanding how to organize and set up their company, understanding what type of company best works for them, you know, when you think about taxes, when you think about your tax structure, writing a business plan, understanding how to pitch their business. So we go over some of the basic infrastructure, basic elements to say that you start in a business and you start in out, you know, right. Well, Renzi, uh, that's our time. I, I, I've got to uh, go ahead and get to this commercial break, but thank you so much uh, for joining me uh, today on the number one rated business show right here on Real 1100 AM. If you want to uh, take advantage of these courses that the Urban League has, go to ULGATL. Uh, .org, uh, under divisions, you go to the Entrepreneurship Center. Uh, you will see all the different programs they have for entrepreneurs, as well as you can go over to events uh, and see all the classes and everything lined up. Uh, we'll be right back with the money man himself, Lonnie Sabor, right after this break. 
Is your business online? Well, in today's world, if you're not online, then your business is not going to survive. Do you have a WordPress website? Well, if you do, I want to make sure that you go visit my good friends at Fast Fix WP and make sure that WordPress website stays running smooth. Trust me, there is nothing worse than having a big presentation or have a customer on your site and then your site goes down. So I want you to go visit FastFixWP.com and make sure your site stays running smooth and stays online every time you need it. This pandemic has many people suffering. Are you stressed? Are you not sleeping well? Are you suffering from neck pain, back pain, or headaches? Chiropractic can help. Chiropractic is a natural healing art that can resolve many of your ailments. Dr. Williams and Dr. Fowler of Align for Life are board-certified doctors of chiropractic with over 15 years of combined experience. They are located in South Atlanta and are available for your health care needs. Auto accident, wellness care, slip and fall. We take care of it all. Visit them at yourfinespine.com. And we are back right here on The Real 1100 AM. I am your host, Kevin C. Pride. Follow me on social media at Pride and Kevin C. Pride everywhere. So my final guest today is known all over the Atlanta area as the money man. He has helped countless businesses get funded uh, to the amount of half a billion dollars. He has worked with the city of Atlanta to create economic relief programs, and he is the author of Getting Paid. Uh, please help me welcome to the show my good friend, Mr. Lonnie Sabor. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Another day of opportunity. <laughs> How you feeling today on this uh, on this inauguration of this new president? Man, I'm excited. I just watched the, the, the inauguration a little earlier today, and um, I was I was excited about everything I heard, all the presentations of speakers, and, and the cross section of people who are here to kind of help us get out of the last four year situation we've been facing. So I'm looking forward to some opportunities and some and, and some great things, especially for the small business community. Uh, all over, all over the country, but definitely in Atlanta. Now, now you know what my next question is going to be. What, what we got for Atlanta? <laughs> what new programs are we getting for Atlanta to help business owners? Yeah, well, some some of the new ones have not have even been established yet because the, the funding that we get normally will come through direct, directly to the city of Atlanta. It, whatever cares money is coming to the city of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, the council make a decision on 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 putting that in place. But you know, we we just closed out, of course, the continuity loan fund. I set up for the city back in March. Uh, that's been closed out. We were able to help uh, right, 59 businesses. And then with the uh, the Resurgence Grant Fund, uh, we were able to help several hundred businesses in terms of getting financing for their business out of Atlanta in the form of grants. And the good news is that really even the loans we made initially on um, the business continuity loan fund, the BCLF, were actually converted to grant money. Wow. So we talked about hundreds of people being assisted through the city of Atlanta. So we're looking forward to getting some some additional money on that end. But even even in the meantime, right now, you know, uh, everybody should everybody should know pretty much. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Everybody should know about the fact that you know, with the PPP already being available right now, the the main thrust. Of, of this administration really has been to make sure that minority banks okay. and community community banks got first preference in terms of being able to actually activate the PPP program again uh, for small businesses. So that's that's rolling, rolling out right now, as a matter of fact. 
Now, uh, as as businesses are getting started uh, this year, and, and a lot of people are wondering, a lot of folks come to me all the time uh, talking about funding. Uh, what are some of the things that that you advise businesses on before they start sitting down talking to you about a loan? What what what? How do you position yourself uh, to to get your business funded? Yeah, I would say one one of the first things you have to do is, is sort of make sure that you've got if you're already in business. Uh, to make sure that you've got a good financial system in place, you've got a good accountant, a bookkeeper. Uh, you're able to keep your keep your numbers straight, and uh, you have someone to help you guide through that and maneuver through that process. Uh, but also, one of the most most important things is really knowing exactly what you need and what you what you want. And and uh, there can't be a difference between what you need and what and, and what you what you want. So you want to start with what you think you need to actually make that business successful. You want to document everything. Uh, you want to put in place a real good uh, staffing. If you're just starting a business for the first time, you want to make sure your staffing includes everything you need to have at the table to make be successful. And then you want to know exactly how to apply for financing. Okay, and that's one. That's one thing I've been doing over the, over over years is showing people how to actually, uh, you know, position themselves to actually get get the money. So it's one thing to apply for the money is another thing that. To get the money, <laughs> the rules—I call it understand the rules of the financial game to make you successful and really reaching those goals you got for yourself. Wow! Now, now uh, explain this because we we just turned a year, so it, it, it's tax time. Uh, how important uh, is paying those taxes to the federal government and, and doing it right? Uh, how important is that uh, when it comes to trying to get your business funded? Well, that's, that's, that's very valuable. You know, as a matter of fact, with this past pandemic year we just came out of in 2020, you know, one of the major requirements that, that you need to have is make sure that you've been filing your tax return. So if you have not been filing your tax returns, although you've been in business for, you know, for a period of time, a lot of businesses couldn't even qualify to get the PPP money at all because they were not filing their taxes. Wow. And so that's, that's, that's a crucial part of you being able to be successful. You got you to... Get your taxes in. The other thing you got to do really is make sure you have a business license. Okay. So a lot of businesses, people get started, but they don't have a business license. They really can't qualify for for financing. In the uh, in the in the financial world, as it relates to the the, the uh, CARES Act money that came out last year, and it's coming out now, and it's very important for you to document the fact that you are actually in business. And the best way to do that is number one to make sure you have an operating business license uh, that you could actually show that you actually qualify as a, as a legitimate business. Wow. Because we all know that there are different forms of business. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you want to make sure that your business is, is upright, legitimate, and operating uh, under the uh, whatever federal laws, the city laws, the state laws you've got in place to, to kind of move forward. Now, now, one thing I do see, uh, and, and one thing that's kind of common in our culture, is, is <laughs> not going to the banks or not trying uh, to apply for financing. And, and a lot of us kind of pride ourselves on, well, you know, I did all this out of my pocket. Uh, is this a, a, a good strategy, or is it time for us to, to really start thinking about, you know, interacting with these banks and, and getting our business funded so we can grow yeah, like others? I, I tell people, that's, I say, well, you know, when you, when you, it's nothing wrong with borrowing money, especially if money can be attained at a very low interest rate okay. and very favorable to you. That's one thing I've been doing for years here in Atlanta, is providing financing, you know, as you mentioned, you know, uh, millions of dollars available to businesses at, at low interest rates. So you have to number one want to understand exactly the fact that you, you when you when you borrow money, it's like this: 
let's say you buy $20,000, you already got $20,000. Now, you could say, okay, I'm going to put my $20,000 in. Okay. Especially when you start, you start your business. So, but you could say, well, let me put this money in. Let me borrow the money. And then you start your business. Everything goes good. You could take your money if you need to and just pay it off early. Okay. Right. Now, the flip side of that is that, you know, you put all your money in. The business didn't work out right. <laughs> you got financial trouble. Uh, your sales are down. And now you can't even borrow money. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? People don't oh, look yeah. at it like they got look at okay. You know, my thing is that if you got the money, uh, you can you can you can if you if you need to if your business is just, just doing just doing great and fantastic, you know, and you had a loan, you just like I said, you can pay it off early. Mm-hmm. But but if you put all your money on the table and things don't hit just right for you, and your business is not showing how it can even service a uh, service uh, uh, the existing debt or new debt you're trying to get, then you that, that puts you behind the eight ball pretty quickly. So people need to think about options. You want to have, and that's the thing about this successful business, you've got to have enough options on the table that you decide what you want to do. You decide how you want to move around. You want to do things like that. Now, the other way, you're at the, at, the, at, at the mercy of the system, and the system can be very rough on you if you don't know how to operate it. Wow. Now, you, you uh, recently just revamped uh, Getting Paid. Uh, we got a, a new updated version uh, of Getting Paid coming out. Oh, yeah. That's on my website. Get it paid, revisit it. You know, okay. uh, I wrote I wrote getting getting paid what uh, twenty five years ago. Wow. But this book here includes all of the of the good things that that uh, were in that book initially, but it, it updates you in the last twenty five additional years since that book first first came out, and so it's really meant to show you how you could be well rounded. Okay. All the things you need to know about starting the business, maintain the business, make it successful. But I also talk about you as a person, Okay. Uh, what you need to do. Because that, to me, a lot of people started a business, Kevin, you know, but they, they forgot one thing. They forgot about the family. <laughs> okay. They forgot about the wife. They forgot about the child. They're making the money. But now they've got problems at home. That's true. Because they didn't do it right. Okay, so, so the book, is a section of the book also talks about leveraging yourself, leverage your business and, and, and your family at the same time. And keeping your family updated on things is necessary, so they understand that maybe you maybe you got to work a few more hours now. Maybe you have to do something that you can't take a vacation, you know, that you had that you had normally do over years. But now, instead of you doing uh, operating yourself in the vacuum, now the whole whole family is involved with that. So the book kind of talks about that. Wow. One of one of one of the good things too we talk about it is collective economics. Okay. And I thought that one thing uh, as a people. Uh, one thing we're not leveraging enough of is collective economics. Well, we got like-minded people, and, and the key and the key word there, Kevin, is like-minded. Okay. <laughs> so by like-minded, I'm saying if you believe in if you believe in doing it the right way, you believe in paying your taxes, you believe in doing everything according to the books in terms of what you're trying to do. You want to surround yourself with other business people who have, who think the same way, and you guys come together, pool resources. Or right together to accomplish some of those goals, and and that doesn't just limit yourself to just being in business, but also uh, the money you make from your business, how you can invest that money, how you can own real estate, okay. how you can uh, be a be a, a mini developer. You know, there's so many opportunities there. Wow. 
Now, now, as an entrepreneur, I, I, I cannot stress enough, and it's so important what you said, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, getting away from the small-minded folks uh, and, and that type of thing in your life to make sure that, number one, that it keeps you successful and keeps you motivated to keep going forward. Now, when we, right. when we start to talk about this in a context uh, of business, uh, one thing I, I, I've, I don't know if it's kind of been mixed advice, but they say you don't want to get around too many people that's just like yourself because not only they're going to have the good parts, but they also going to have your bad parts too. Uh, so when, you, when we talk about this, this collective coming together, uh, is that kind of everybody playing their own role or is that uh, just coming together with you know, people that, that kind of think like you? I think it's a combination of both. When I say think like you, I'm talking about from a a moralistic and an inner being perspective. Okay. All right. Okay. So you, you could maybe you maybe you you're a good uh, finance person. Maybe somebody else is good in marketing. Maybe somebody else is good in organizational management. You know. So uh, everybody has a different kind of skill. Not, not you don't have to be to have the same skill, uh, but you want to have that core that core central uh, mental and hard perspective in mind. This someone, this someone that, like I mentioned before, if someone that you believe in doing the right way, you, the worst thing you can do is get with a partner who don't don't, don't believe in doing. <laughs> you come to oh, find yeah. out, that, what the hell? Why you do that? Hey, I just I did it because I could. You know, and so so, but, and so now, <laughs> now now you're in trouble. Now now you now the business is really in trouble. So that's what I'm saying. Be able to judge a person by their core values. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, though, like you mentioned, too, at the same time, though, you need to have people who. Can 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 be. I, I call it in my book. I call it the sponge concept. So the, the sponge concept says that if, if you're working in an environment right now, and and you want to set your own business up for the first time, you want to be a sponge because in that business, the person that's hired you, he's hired you for a particular purpose. Okay. Maybe it's in marketing. Uh, maybe it's in finance. But that organization that you want to one one day be a, be your be your own boss of. Has different compartments uh, uh, and and, and uh, uh, items associated with it that you can learn from different fields. While this is very important too, I mentioned the book. While somebody else is paying you, wow. So those 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 people out there who want to go in business for the first time, be your sponge. In other words, learn things that somebody else is paying you to do for in one area, but you're you're a mastermind. You're a mastermind. You you you're, you're pulling from everybody else. Is in that circle. Everybody else that has different types of uh, expertise. You know, you're pulling from that as and to to learn more about what how you can actually grow and expand your own business. Wow. While somebody, as I said, somebody else is paying you. That's powerful. Because uh, because of the, the big the biggest test that people go through really is that they uh, uh, they they start a business and they and they begin to to uh, work a business. But they haven't mastered all of the necessities to understand that industry, and so by the time they know what they should have done before, should have known before they started the business, uh, they're out of business. Wow! So that learning curve, what takes you out of business quickly, really, and you know this yourself too, is the learning curve. You say, "Oh man, if I'd only known that <laughs> year ago, oh man, I'd be so far ahead again." So you know, so so life, life can be the, the the toughest teacher on you. You know, it gives you the test first, and then you, got, then you, then you start to study. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, of course, <laughs> unfortunately, we're out of time today. Uh, London, thank you so much for uh, joining the program. I definitely got to have you back so we can have a longer conversation. If somebody wants to pick up that new, uh, new uh, revisited Getting Paid, how can somebody uh, get the book? Yeah, go to the website, uh, which is 
Lonnie Sabor dot com. Lonnie L O N N I E Sabor S A B as in both O O R dot com. All right, man. Thank you so much for joining the program, and we'll uh, put that in the comments so people can uh, click the link and get there. Uh, thank you to the number one rated audience for joining us right here on the Real 1100 AM and iHeartRadio. And to my beautiful wife of 16 years, happy anniversary, baby. Um, it, it's been a wild ride, and I promise you it's going to be even greater in the future. So uh, I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>